0: Welcome to the Mimi B podcast. I'm your host Mimi Bouchard and this podcast is designed to help you become the best version of yourself possible. This podcast will motivate you and give you the tools that you need to get to where you want to be. Hey everyone, I'm so excited for today's guest. Today I have Reese Evans with me. Reese Evans is the founder of Yes Supply. She is a manifestation master and abundance coach. And like I said, she's the creator of Yes Supply Method. And she's essentially like, you guys are going to love her. She's essentially everything that I love all in one person. She teaches, you know, the power of the subconscious mind, how to reprogram your brain. Just being the best version of yourself possible, which is what I love to talk about. So I'm super pumped to welcome you today, Reese. Thank you so much for giving us your time.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Mimi. I'm so excited to be here and to chat with you and your amazing audience.
0: Yay! Okay, so before we get into all the amazing stuff that I want to talk to you today, like reprogramming our subconscious mind, like our how our identity really affects our entire life and you know how to really change and All that, I just want to kind of go through your story quickly, just for a bit of background and how you created Yes Supply, like your kind
1: of personal story, I guess, and and how you are where you are today. I love it. Whenever someone asks me that, I'm like, how much time do you have? And I'm sure you're the same way, but it's like, you can go as nitty gritty as you want or as high level. So I'll try to keep it high level. Um, but a little about me, I grew up in Canada, just outside of Toronto. So we have that in common. Um, and I grew up, always feeling like I was very different from everyone else. I was one of the few like, women of color, people of color at my school. Um, A lot of my friends had, quote, like the perfect families, and I grew up in a single uh, parent household. So I just felt really different than everyone else. Um, And then when I was about 10 years old, my mom actually got into a really abusive relationship, which lasted for about six years. And at the end of all of it, she ended up actually getting breast cancer. And that's where I started to kind of make that mind body connection. Like my mom grew up when I grew up, my mom was like my hero. She was always so positive. And then after watching somebody, you know, say horrible things to her and do like just be terrible for six years, this ended up happening. And I think it's just another piece of proof that there's such a huge mind body connection. Um, Luckily, she survived. She's still around. I think it's now like 15 years cancer free, which is exciting. Um, but after that, I had so much terrible, terrible mindset just because of you know the environment that I was in. I didn't like myself. I struggled with eating disorders. I um, never asked for what I deserved. Like I would always, you know, work minimum wage jobs, and everything was just always a struggle for me. I didn't really have any financial back. I didn't have any financial background or help or anything like that. Um, And when I was about 18 years old, (laughs) I didn't know what I want to do with my life, but I knew I wanted to go to Paris. I ended up becoming a nanny there and watching that family, you know, have to be away from their five month old while this like random 18 year old was taking care of it. I realized like, I don't know how I'm going to create my life the way that I want it, but I don't want to create a life where I don't get to be with my family. Somebody else dictates the rules. I'm tied to a job and something in me shifted And I knew I had to create my life the way that I wanted, but it took me a while because of, again, horrible mindset and feeling like I wasn't good enough and who am I to do this and what could I achieve? So fast forward a few years later, you know, I'm working in a retail job and I'm surrounded by all these people who are like creative and talented and say things like, I really want to be an entrepreneur, but I can never do that. I really want to be an artist, but I can never do that. And it would irk me so much to hear people that I believed in or I saw potential in say things like, I really want to do this, but I can never do that. And I was like, what is that? Why is it that even when the rest of the world isn't telling us no, we tell ourselves no and we get in our own way. And that's actually one of the big catalysts that made me start Yes Supply. I just Wanted to go on this journey to discover like what would actually happen if we told ourselves yes, instead of fighting for our limitations, we fought for our possibilities or what could happen or what we could build and move from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. And I became obsessed with that. So yes, supply started off as a blog that I was just doing part time after my job. I eventually got out of retail into a nine to five and just in a few hours a day, I realized I was helping so many people. And I realized if I can help people in just a few hours a day, imagine if I could do this full-time as my job. And it moved from like hoping and crossing my fingers that maybe I'll make money from it one day to realizing like it's actually my duty to make really good money from what I do because that way I have the resources to market, to share my message, to build an amazing team. And for anybody who's listening, who has your own business, like if you believe in your message and your mission, it's your duty to make really great money from it and have the resources that you need so that you can spread your message and help more people. And so through that journey, I discovered the power of the subconscious mind and the power of the energetic techniques that I now teach to the coaches in the Yes Supply Method. And I realized, like that's what it is, saying yes to yourself. Saying yes to yourself is thinking about what you want, knowing you can get it, and then making the subconscious and energetic shifts to become that person who has it. And then working with the laws of the universe, you literally magnetize it and attract it into your life. And when those old limiting beliefs or old programs come in, you don't allow them to say no to you, and you don't say no to yourself. You're you continuously go after your yes and then you create this incredible life. So I've seen it for myself, I've seen it for my clients. And yeah, that's like the Coles notes of my entire life.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. Like yes to all of this. I'm so happy I'm talking to you right now. This is just such an incredible story. I I love this so much. And I feel like we, like you said, like we obviously both grew up in Toronto and we have a very similar experience. Um, I know you listened to that podcast I did about with my story, but at, at 18, I also had like a, an epiphany. So mm-hmm. that's that's very crazy. We're very aligned. Oh, that, um, yeah. It was even the same age. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, 18 is that breaking point. But we all know that anybody at any age can have that epiphany and just put action mm-hmm. behind it. And yeah, I, it's just amazing that we live in a time where... You know, we can listen to podcasts and listen to people's information and buy courses and, you know, create like just so much knowledge around this because it it used to not be available and now it's so available. And it's just so empowering that all these people are now finding out that they can actually create their lives, like whatever life you want, you can create. And I was actually just checking you out before we were recording this podcast and I went to the about page on your website. And the first thing I see is, What would you ask for if you knew the answer would be yes? And I I read that three times. I was like, damn, I hadn't seen that before. I really like that. Like, so just for everyone listening right now, like, what would you ask for if you knew the answer would be yes? And I feel like we both, you and I, Reese, like, we both think that, you know, we can achieve anything we want in life. And hopefully, listeners, You guys also have that belief. So were you always like this, Reese? Or were you, you know, I know you you said you went through some negative times, but were you always quite positive and thought that you were meant for more in life? Or did you have to build that muscle yourself?
1: Yeah, I absolutely had to build that muscle. I think that I always was somebody who could find the silver lining. Um, But I went through a lot of tough things that just really... You know, pushed me down and made me believe that everyone else can be successful, but it can't work out for me. Like you have to have those right connections or, um, you know, have that experience or have your parents have led the way. And I really had to just break down a lot of old beliefs and decide I get to have this life. And one of the big things that actually worked for me, even before I learned the subconscious techniques that I, that I know now was recognizing that. First off, that question, that, that was a big question for me because, you know, I had been working in this retail job. I absolutely hated it. I was crying on my way to work. I felt like I had to be somebody who I wasn't just to fit in there rather than really getting to be who I was. And even to give myself the opportunity to figure out, like, who am I? And I realized, oh my gosh, like the reason why I'm stuck is because I keep telling myself, like, no, I could never do that. They'll never give me that raise. I'll never get that opportunity. I had been job hunting for a while and I had had, you know, all these interviews that I didn't get, or I'd be sending out my resume to all these people and didn't get a response. And I just realized, like, if nobody else is going to give me the opportunity that I want, I have to create it for myself. And you know, it was an uphill climb. I used to be so shy, like talking to more than two to three people at a time would make me shake. And what I did was I designed almost like a new identity. I call it Sasha Fierce. So you know how Beyonce used to be like more quiet and meek, but then when she got on stage, she'd like unleash her Sasha Fears. So I yes. designed my own. I thought about like, okay, the version of Reese who lives this yes life, who gets to have her own schedule and work when she wants and makes an impact. And she teaches and talks about things that she loves and she helps people and she inspires people. Who is she? And I got really clear on the characteristics of like, okay, she'd be bold. She'd speak before being spoken to. She would be herself, like even in situations she wasn't comfortable with, she would decide that she was going to get what she wanted and then figure out a way to achieve it. And so I designed this person and what I did was I challenged myself every single day to do one thing that made me closer to that person and further away from the version of myself who was constantly hiding and playing small and being shy. And now looking back, I realize the person who I am now, this is not about faking it until you make it. The person who I am now, that's the real me. That was the me who is hidden In there, you know, when people would call me names or when I lived in that horrible situation, this was me the whole time. And it was the limiting programming and what society tells us that we have to be as people or as women or whatever that was making me play small. And when I broke free of all of those programs and all those limiting beliefs, I got to be who I was. And that version of me who I thought was, quote, shy, that was the version of me who was just hiding to fit in or to find her place in society.
0: Oh my God. Yes. I always say that personal development is more about unlearning than it is about learning. And I feel mm-hmm. so in line with that, you know, I, I call my, uh, ideal version of myself, my superwoman self. And mm-hmm. that's the same as the, um, uh, Beyonce thing. Um, yeah. what did, she, what did she call herself? Yeah. Sasha Sasha Fierce. Fierce. That's my <laughs> my superwoman yeah. self. And it's so true that, you know, the more that you act as that person, the more that you realize it's actually your authentic self and yeah. that everything else, like all the fear, anxiety, unworthiness, all of these negative emotions that you feel have been you or actually not you, you've just been alert and conditioned to be that type of person or to take on these certain emotions and beliefs and, and habits, but it's not actually you because the authentic real us is our superwoman selves. And all along, you know, that belief has also made it really easy, not really easy, but a lot easier to become that person whenever I choose to, because I realized that it's, it's effortless almost, correct? Like it, it's, Absolutely. it's effortless.
1: Absolutely. So one of the things that, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no you go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I was just going to say, you're absolutely right about it being all about unlearning. So, one of the things that I teach is hypnosis. And it's like when you're born as a baby or a kid, it's like you can be anything. Like you're the pink Power Ranger or the Spice Girl or whatever. And you want to take up space and you want to be seen. And you know that you deserve that. Like it's like you come out and your parents are changing your diapers. Like you know that you're constantly supported and someone's taking care of you. But then as we grow up, you know, every single TV show that we watch, every single movie that we watch, every time a teacher when we're growing up says like don't look out the window, don't daydream. We're in a state of hypnosis, whether it's from the flash rate of the screen that we're looking at when we watch that movie, or from a person of authority, like a teacher saying, Don't look out the window, don't daydream. And so you're absolutely right. We're being hypnotized and programmed to don't daydream, don't think too big, don't take up space. You know, if you're the girl who knows what she wants, everyone doesn't like you, right? Like, how many movies have we seen where the rich person or the person who knows what they want? no one likes them. Or the salesperson mm-hmm. is the sleazy salesperson. That's all hypnosis. That's all programming. And then when you release it, you're like, I can't have what I want and still be loved. I can know what I want and people still accept me or not hate me. So mm-hmm. I, to- I couldn't agree more with that.
0: Totally. It's about the intention, I guess, too, because so many people ask,
1: how do you start, Mimi? Like,
0: how do you start on this journey? How do you start reprogram your reprogramming your mind. And I want to hear your opinion on this after, but my opinion is just, it just starts with intention and awareness, you know, like just become aware of what your limiting thoughts and beliefs are now so that you have then the power and responsibility to change that. You know, I always say you're 100% responsible for your life and that includes your condition patterns and beliefs. You know, I grew up with my mom saying to me, you know, like rich people aren't happy. Like every time I would say, Oh, I want that. She's like, Oh, they're not happy. But it's because my mom grew up in a, in a wealthier family and she hated it and she rebelled and became an artist and didn't make a lot of money, um, you know, up to, up until a couple of years ago. So, um, yeah, you know, that her limiting beliefs on money on me growing up was really tough. And um, I I feel like so many people have those beliefs around money, around body, around self, around everything, but we're responsible to change that. So what do you think if someone came to you and said, I'm starting out here, where do I even begin? Because there's so much to unravel and unpack. Like, how do I start changing those conditioned thoughts and beliefs?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think I totally agree with everything you're saying. Self-awareness is so important to know where to start. And I also really truly believe that what you want is your internal guidance system. So just like if you look at nature, like a tree outside or flower outside, it just knows how to grow and reach its fullest potential. Like you don't have to go stand by it and be like, hey tree, like why don't you grow, right? Or like a baby, like it just knows how to grow and reach its fullest potential. So like as humans we in our intuition, it intuitively knows what is our highest potential. There's a reason that before I even felt comfortable to speak on a stage or to teach, there was something inside of me that wanted to coach and wanted to help people with their mindset. There was something like, like in my patterned plan that knew what I was meant for. And there's a reason that I wanted this rather than I wanted to become a chef or I wanted to become a pilot. Nothing wrong with those jobs, but that wouldn't be me reaching my personal fullest potential. So I really think it starts with what you want and honoring what you want. Although making sure that it's what you truly want, not wanting from a place of ego or wanting because you know, someone you saw on Instagram has it, but it's like, what do you want? How do you want to spend your days? How do you want to contribute to the world? What would you like if you could spend all day being creative and doing what you love and feeling really good and feeling fulfilled in the work that you do, what would you do? And when you start with that want and you get really clear on it and you can visualize it as clear as day, that's going to help you know, what do you need to start to code into your programming? So I talk a lot about like recoding your subconscious mind and recoding your energy so if you know, for example, the version of you who you want to be is just say a successful coach and you have, um, you're have, you making a certain amount of money and you have a certain amount of people in your community and everything like that, that person who has it, they have a certain identity. They have certain values. They have certain beliefs about the world. They have certain behaviors and how they act. They have a certain purpose. I think this is like the most important because this is what connects us to you know, our higher self and why we're doing what we're doing. And so, if you can get really really clear on like what do I want? Give yourself permission to want what you want because you want it for a reason and your wants are a good thing. And then get clear on like who would how, how would I act? How would I behave? You know, what would I fear and not fear? Like if you were already that successful coach, you wouldn't fear what what people think of you or you wouldn't fear doing a live stream. And you know, start embodying that. And it's not going to happen overnight. It might just happen one little step at a time, and it might happen through, you know, trying different techniques like, you know, hypnosis and neurolinguistic programming and just embodying and shadow work and all these different things. And when you code that in because your inner world creates your outer world, Once you've become that person on the inside, it's only a matter of time. It's inevitable that it will happen on the outside. And every single goal that I've reached, when I first set the goal, it's like, I want it, but that really, really scares me, but I want it. And so I allow myself to step into that identity and believe that I can have it and believe it's for the greater good and all of those different things. And once it becomes so real, I could touch it on the inside it's just a matter of time before it shows up for me.
0: Hmm. Oh my God. So true. So let's maybe bring this to self-image and identity work because that's something that I feel is just you know the basis of of all this. And I know you've you've just said that as well. Like it really does start with who you are, and then who you are brings what you have and who you become. Right. So mm-hmm. how would you kind of describe why? self-identity and self-image is so important in what you produce in the world. I know Mm. you talk a lot about manifestation, law of attraction. How does it all work together?
1: Yeah. So most of the time when people are trying to change their life, they try to change what they do, right? So they say like, I want to lose 20 pounds. I'm just going to go to the gym. I'm just going to wake up at six and go to the gym and eat like a salad every day or whatever. So if you're trying to change what you do you're changing on a conscious level. And our conscious mind is only a very, very small, small, small percent of every single thing that we do, right? Like you have to You have to think about it. And that's why most people after two weeks, you know, you set your new year's intentions and then two weeks later you fall off because it's like, Oh, I have to go to the gym. They're thinking, 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 but your conscious mind can only do so much at a time. And so as soon as you get busy or stressed out or overwhelmed, you fall back into your old patterns. You fall back into, you know, who you used to be and how you used to act. Now your identity, Is subconscious. Okay. And your subconscious operates over 99% of your daily actions, behaviors, habits, everything like that. Like, imagine we were sitting here on this podcast and every two seconds I had to be like, okay, lungs, make sure you breathe. Okay, like eyes, make sure you blink. Like, we don't have to control that our conscious thoughts. We are really controlling it with our subconscious, right? And our subconscious is doing all these different things for us. And so, when you shift your identity, you're shifting much closer on a subconscious level, which allows you to essentially operate on autopilot to achieve the thing that you want to achieve rather than me being like, oh, I have to go to the gym because I've just become that person. I'm like, oh, I'm a healthy person. I just go to the gym, right? It's a difference between somebody who's like, I'm not going to eat meat. I'm not going to eat meat. I'm not going to eat meat. Versus somebody who's like, I'm a vegan, a vegan doesn't trip and fall and accidentally like have bacon or something like that. And so why identity is so important is because when you shift your identity, rather than you having to feel like you're forcing yourself towards your goal your subconscious mind is going to do most of the work for you. So that's a really, really huge part of it um, because it's like, it's going to operate on autopilot. It's the same as if you get in your car. Have you ever gotten to your car and started driving? You're like, oh, I'm here. I didn't even realize the drive. It's because you can work with your subconscious and it can do the majority of the work for you. So I feel like that's why identity is so important because it's how you see yourself. And then in terms of law of attraction and manifestation as well, on the, on, like at a smaller than atomic level, we're all energy. So everything is operating on vibration and like vibrations attract like vibrations. So we know that if we're operating and we're living our life on a certain vibration, like we're in the vibration of I'm rich, I'm abundant. Um, people love the content that I put out or people love the work that I do or whatever it is you're operating on a certain vibration and it's only a matter of time for you to magnetize in the opportunities, synchronicities, potentials, whatever it is in order for you to have that outcome. If you were trying to think like, stay happy, stay happy, stay happy, stay happy. That would be so much. As soon as something happens, you know, you're going to fall off the wagon, but if it's your identity, like I am a rich person, I Am somebody who creates incredible content or incredible work that people love. I am magnetic. Again, you have your subconscious mind going to work for you, in order for you to have that outcome come to you effortlessly. I'm mm-hmm. running a mastermind right now, and you know, all we fo- it's focused on money, but it's not about like business and systems and everything like that. It's all about mindset and. They have had the most magical stories, like checks showing up in the mail, um, random clients, like people who said, no, I'm not going to work with you. I just added the blow being like, Oh, remember how last week I said I wasn't going to work with you? I just changed my mind. I realized that was an excuse. I want to work with you or like just all these crazy synchronicities. And it's because they're focusing on changing their energy first. I'm sure you've heard that saying as above, so below. So as above, whatever you do on the spiritual level will happen. So below on the physical level.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. So you were just talking about people getting checks and and crazy kind of jaw-dropping things happen with money. Do you think this is a question that comes up a lot? And I'm actually curious to know what you think about this because I'm not really sure at all with yeah. manifestation and the law of attraction. Like once you put those, you know, uh energetic. Uh, signatures into the field and you become that energy that you, you want to bring back into the world um, or or exude into your life, how long does the process take? Because
1: I can get impatient.
0: <laughs> I know, <laughs> and, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So funny. So it's funny because there's a law and the name's not coming to me right now, but there's a law that essentially states that whatever you plant grows. So it's like, we know like a baby you know, starts off as an egg. And then nine months later, it's like a full grown baby. And actually, as I'm recording this, I'm eight months pregnant. So I'm almost, I'm almost oh there. Oh my God. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm having the best pregnancy ever. It's so exciting. Oh, that's but, so amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah. So we, you know, a baby takes nine months. Like you wouldn't be like, hey, Like three months later, be like, hey, where's this baby, right? Like, you know, it takes a certain amount of time. Or like if you plant a certain flower, you know, it's going to take a certain amount of time. So that's how it works in in the physical world. But with ideas, there's not like with ideas or thoughts or things that you're manifesting. There's not a certain amount of time that that seed that you plant takes to manifest, Um, which is funny, too, because even in the program, we're calling it like the seeds that they're planting, Um, there's not one specific time, but what I have found is that when my vibration is higher and my concentration is higher, it shows up a lot faster. Like there's some times where I'll think of a a certain picture or an image in my head. I'm really big on visualization and I think it's one of the best manifestation tools. So I'll think of something and then literally even the same day or the next day, I'll see it show up or I'll see some kind of representation of it, like maybe in a movie or something like that. That's like a sign that it's coming closer to me. And how I think that works is again, everything's based on energy. And so when you're feeling that higher vibration, when you're on the level of the vibration of 500 or above, that's a level where the, um, electromagnetic field of your heart is actually so much stronger that it can affect more people and more situations and more opportunities to rearrange to bring that back to you. So I think that has a lot to do with it and then your concentration as well. So like you and I are obviously in completely different cities. I think you're are you in the Bahamas right now or are you in Vancouver? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're in Bahamas. Yeah. So we're really far away right now. I'd love to be in the Bahamas right now. But how are we connecting right now? There's internet waves, right? like we can't see the internet, but somehow it's connecting us. So in my belief, our thought waves act in the same way if there if if the internet was like picking up on all these different signals, our connection would be really crackly. I'd be like, "What'd you say, Mimi? I can't really hear you, Oh my God, no one's gonna hear us whatever right but <laughs> because the connection is strong, you can hear us perfectly. So I believe that our thought waves act in the exact same way. And the more we can focus on what we want and not let other people's limiting beliefs or other people's ideas, or even being really careful about like not scrolling too much and letting all these ideas into our head. I think it makes our focus of what we're projecting into reality even stronger. And just in my experience, I don't have like a scientific background on this one specifically, but I, I typically see it show up a lot faster.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Absolutely. And you know, I feel like with manifestation and the law of attraction, I don't know if you've had the same experience, but when I realize that the thing has manifested, it comes in such an unexpected way, and it's more so that I look back on my life and I'm like, Oh my God, that's what I wanted, and now I have it, and it was just, it just happened, and I didn't even realize that it happened until I actually paid attention and looked back and realized. That was something I didn't have because I think the things that I've manifested, it's because I've worked so hard on just being so happy in the moment that when it actually happens and I'm already living that, I was already living it before it actually happened. It just, it's mm-hmm. such a natural, um, I guess, coming together that it's not one of those kind of like, oh my God moments. It's more of like a natural um, just evolution almost, which I sometimes I'm trying to manifest right now having more like amazing jaw-dropping experiences because I love that. But from from my experience, that's how it's been. What about you? Have Have your manifestations been more kind of like crazy, just blow up in your face or gradual?
1: Yeah, I think it depends. They're always different. But I've had those moments too, where I'm looking back in an old journal and I'm like, oh my God, I wrote this six months ago and now this is my life. Like, excuse me, what happened? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've had a mix. I've had some that kind of just show up and I look back and I'm like, oh, that's amazing that that happened. And and why that's happening is because you, you know what you want but you're not staying in the vibration of, Oh, I want it. I don't have it yet. Oh my gosh, this sucks. I don't have it. It's like, you know what you want? And you instantly go into the vibration of it's already mine. And so then you, because it's already yours in your energy and your vibration, you can't help, but make it already yours in the physical world. Right? So I've had sometimes where I look back and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. But then I've had sometimes where it's been very like intentional. So one of the things when I had first started Yes Supply is I would actually, this is a funny story. I'd actually go to the Girl Boss Rally website and I would like look at the website and I would say, like, I always ask the universe questions. So I'd always say, what would it take for me to speak there? What would need to shift? Like, what would need to happen? What would need to occur for me to be able to speak there? And I thought, cause I was just starting out, like, didn't really have too much. I had a blog, but I didn't really have a lot, you know, going for me at that point. I thought, like, oh, maybe in three years I'll get an opportunity to speak there. It actually ended up happening in three months, like just through a series of events, people reaching out, conversations that happened. In three months, I was leading a workshop at the Girl Boss Rally in New York, just like amazing. Or another yeah. thing, um, I love um, Bob Proctor as like a manifestation teacher on a. You've heard of him, love, but, okay, yeah, um, he's Canadian as well. So there you go. Wow. Um, so yeah, yeah. He he doesn't live. He lives like a little bit north of Toronto. So anyway, my first Bob Proctor conference that I went to in person, I was like, I know I'm going to meet him. Like I know I'm going to meet him. I have um, the You're Born Rich book, and I was visualizing that he would sign my book. And so, you know, go through the co- conference, actually got to meet Sandy, da, 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 da. And so the conference ends on Sunday. And I was like, like, I never force things with my manifestations. I follow the nudge. I follow the intuition and I allow things to unfold and I allow myself to receive. And so Sunday rolls around. That's the last day of the conference. And I believed it so much that I was going to meet him. I was like, that's weird. It's Sunday. The conference is over. And I, and I didn't meet him. And I'm like, that's, that wasn't how it was supposed to happen, but I didn't let it affect me. So the next day I was in LA, I'm from Toronto. I had a few students and clients from my yes supply method there. I went out for lunch with them to cafe gratitude. Have you ever been there? Oh my God. It's so good. So yummy. <laughs> so go to cafe gratitude, enjoy my day again, staying in my vibe. I'm not disappointed. Duh, duh, duh. I'm just like, you know, whatever's meant to happen will happen. I come back to the hotel And I decide to go into this little cafe that's at the hotel. And it's so funny because the whole weekend, that cafe had been packed with people. And as I'm walking in, literally, there's almost no one there. It's almost empty. And there's a man standing at the counter as I'm walking towards the counter ordering something. And I see, you know, white hair. And I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And he turns around. And you know what I say? I knew it. I knew it. I knew this would happen. And he starts laughing because he teaches manifestation. So he knows. Oh my God. (laughs) And so we start talking and he was actually sitting down to lunch with someone. So I don't want to be like, you know, super fan girl and like intrude. But I was like, Oh my God, it's so great to meet you. I'm actually going to be doing some work in the lobby if you want to say hi after. So he had his lunch and then he came down and sat with me for like 10 minutes and just like gave me lots of great advice and chatted with me. And I was like, I have this book. Could you sign it? And he signed it and it literally looked exactly like my visualization.
0: Oh my God, I have goosebumps. That is crazy.
1: I I have some cool manifestation stories, but I think that's my best manifestation story because it's literally like the guy from The Secret. Like,
0: Yeah. Yeah, literally. Oh my God, that is euphoria. What was your feeling when you saw him in the cafe for the first time? Was it just well, like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was like a little bit of like shock, but then a little bit of like, of course it happened because I manifested and I knew, like, I knew, uh, like, there's oxygen in the air that I was going to meet him. Like, I was more surprised on Sunday. When it hadn't happened. So, yeah, I literally, it was like so funny. I was like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew this would happen. And he starts laughing as he's, you know, manifestation, you know, God, God, whatever. So he knows.
0: So it was really funny. (laughs) That is so crazy. Do you have any crazy stories? Yeah, exactly. Do you have any crazy stories, whether it's yours or a client's about manifesting a lot of money or like something huge with wealth or business?
1: Mm -hmm. Actually, so right now I'm doing, money mindset mastermind, and it just started. And there's 13 women in the group. We're not open to everyone, but all women signed up. Um, 13 women in the group. And within the first week, either four or five people received random checks or refunds in the mail. One girl got a $10,000 check in the mail. And then just from shifting their energy, like it's not like they're doing crazy marketing strategies or anything like that. It's like shifting their energy and paying attention attention to their intuition, they're having like their biggest months and biggest launches yet. Now I think we're about, you know, two or three weeks into it started. Yeah. Yeah. About two or three weeks into it. And, um, one girl just said she had a $250,000 sales launch. Uh, I can't remember if it's USD or pounds, but it's cause she's in the UK. I don't know if she told us in USD or pounds, but like that was her biggest launch ever, not from shifting her strategy, but from shifting her energy Other girls are saying they're having, like, their biggest months, like, around 20K months. Um, But – and I think, too, like, what I just said, it's, like, things are happening outside of what they're forcing. Like, random people are reaching out to them to interview them on their podcasts or – clients who were who originally were like no are now just coming back and being like oh yeah last week i just had excuses i actually want to work with you now like it's all about like the magnetism in their energy that's just bringing people to want to be in their energy of you know whatever it is that they're putting out and there's people with different types of business like some are co- quite a few are coaches but one girl has like a 3d ultrasound clinic another one's an author and just like All these beautiful synchronicities are coming to them because they're clearing out the old beliefs that it's bad to make money or evil to make money or, you know, people won't like you or whatever it is. And they're putting in beliefs that it's actually for their highest good and the highest good of all to make money. So the mastermind's called Manifest Money for Good. And why I created it was I was just surrounded by so many incredible people, like in my programs or even people I know who. You know, they want to do more good in the world. They have these amazing tools and techniques to serve and to help others. But then, you know, when it comes time to charging, they're like, oh, you know, that that old feeling of like, oh, I'm taking money or whatever it is. And once you reprogram that, you realize like that, like having more money, it's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's a tool. That's like me saying like the Yeti microphone I'm recording this on is the root of all evil. Like it's a tool so that I can talk to you. And so, you know, you and I can share a message. And that's how we should look at money as well. Money can buy me this Yeti microphone that's in front of me. It can help me have an amazing team that loves to work for our company. You know, some people on my team have had jobs that they didn't like before and now they love working with Yes Supply because Obviously, they love our purpose and what we do. They have freedom, like we have a lot of fun. So I'm giving people great opportunities to do what they love and learn more as they grow as well. And then we're reaching you know thousands of people over the world where we get messages every day saying that something that we did or said changed their life.
0: Mhm Oh, that's amazing. Oh, what an amazing feeling that is, isn't it, when people message you? saying like, oh, by the way, like you don't know me, but you've changed my life.
1: Yeah, I know. It's amazing. That's what that's what sparked all of this for me because, you know, when I'd started Yes Supply, it was just a blog. I had no clue what I was doing, didn't know what coaching was, didn't know what neurolinguistic programming was or hypnosis. But when people just started to say that like a post or something, I did change their life. I was like, I wonder if I can change more people's lives. And that's the beautiful thing about the time that we live in right now. It's like, There's literally no excuse. Like if you're listening to this, that means you have internet and you have a phone. My first courses I recorded on my phone. I didn't have a fancy setup or a microphone. It was just like a phone and headphones. And that's all you need just just to get started. Just like start sharing your message, come from a place of passion, come from a place of purpose and trust that like your yes is going to show up. And then the things occur. Like one of my friends at my old job, I was trying to set up my WordPress website, had no clue what I was doing. And um, the person who worked at my old job, he was like the IT guy. We never really said like too much to each other before. Like everything was fine, but I just didn't really know him that well. And then when he found out I had a blog, he, him and I actually really connected on like creativity and stuff. He helped me so much figure everything out when I had no clue. And it was just like, People will want to show up and they'll want to help and they'll want to support. They'll want to buy your products. They'll want to be part of your mission. Um, I had people who I thought would doubt me or make fun of the fact that I was starting a blog back then who actually were like, Oh, I want to, I want to write for your blog or I want to contribute, or I just shared it on Facebook or whatever. And so it's like, give people the benefit of the doubt. And most importantly, give your hopes and dreams the benefit of their doubt. Cause you know, we live in a world right now where we can create any reality that we want, but we have to remember that it's not just going to fall into our lap. Like we have to be an active participant in it in our lives because it's a participatory universe and just know that like first you create it in your mind you get super clear on it you know that it's for your good and your higher good and then you follow what feels good you follow the taking the action or be doing the creative thing or not listening to the person who doesn't believe in you or whatever it is and just step by step by step you won't know the whole how at first but just little baby steps and then before you know it You've created your dream,
0: oh my God, I love this, I love this, I love this. So before, I know we're already at forty minutes, but I've really wanted to talk about n l p before we, we finish off today's episode, could we kind of go over for people that don't know what neuro linguistic programming is, could you kind of I know we've we've mentioned it in this podcast, but just to be specific, what is it exactly and how do
1: you teach it and how do you kind of, you know, do it? Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh my god, I'm looking at the time and I'm like This was such a fun podcast. How did 45 minutes go by so I know.
0: That's when you know it's a good episode. Like this happens only when I'm like so just involved in the conversation. Well, I am involved in all conversations, but no, this has gone by super quickly. Honestly, you're so fun to talk to.
1: Yeah, we could chat all day. Um, But yeah, so neuro-linguistic programming. So essentially it's the programming language of your mind. So interesting story. Like when I first took my first neuro-linguistic programming certification, I was just doing it to become a better coach and to, you know, learn a few tools to help me and to help my clients. And then I had actually been really, really addicted to coffee, like coffee for me. I didn't eat a lot of junk food, but coffee for me was like my comfort food. And I would be drinking like four or five cups a day. And it was giving me these horrible, terrible stomach aches. And I couldn't stop. Like, I'm like, this is not good for my body and I cannot stop. And by day three of the neurolinguistic programming certification, we did this technique that made me go from being obsessed with coffee to feeling like, oh, I don't like it at all. Like now the taste of coffee to me tastes like cigarette butts, like if I were going to drink from an ashtray or something like that. And so while I was here in this training, I went from feeling like Oh, I'm just going to learn this as a cool thing. To actually being pissed off because I'm like, why didn't I learn this before? Why did? Why was I taught to think that change is really hard, or it takes 30 days to change a habit, or da da da? Really, it's just learning the programming language of our mind. So most people, when they try to change their mind or change a habit or a behavior or you know something that they're doing they're speaking to their mind in the wrong language. It's like going to like a Spanish restaurant and trying to order in English. Like it's, it's not going to work because you're speaking a different language. Neurolinguistic programming is the language of our mind. So even though we speak in words, we think in these like thought packages of pictures, sounds, and feelings. And we store everything to do with our thoughts almost like in the holographic filing cabinet. So if I were to get like, if I were to ask you right now, like, um, think when you think of working out, do you have a picture or when you think of how much you like coffee, do you have a picture or when you think of, um, I don't know what, when you think of, launching your business. Do you have a picture? So like all these, I'm sure, did you see like little pictures kind of show up in your mind, even if they were kind of like light pictures or like fuzzy pictures?
0: Yeah, kind of. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's more like a feeling to me, weirdly.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm very kinesthetic too. So it actually shows up as feelings a lot for me too. That's totally normal. Some people are visual, some are auditory and some are kinesthetic. So yeah, it can totally show up as a picture. So depending on wh- where and how you store that, That's how you store your beliefs about it, your thoughts about it, your feelings about it. And you can actually simply shift these thought packages or these pictures and shift how you feel about something, how you believe about something, anything like that. So for example, like I remember I had a client once who felt like nobody liked her. And so the picture that she stored was in one place. And then all we had to do was move that And shift that, how she stored that, and instead move the move the belief that people do like her into that place, lock it in just like that. And all of a sudden she's like, oh my God, like I can't believe that I thought that my whole life. Like I can't believe that I let that hold me back my whole life. And so we all have these beliefs that have held us back our whole lives. Like I used to think that I was shy or not interesting, or who's ever gonna listen to me, or who's ever gonna purchase from me? And because I believed it so deeply, I made that my reality. And when I use neuro linguistic programming to shift it, literally as quickly as I just told you, it takes less than five minutes. When I started to believe, like, oh, I have something interesting to say, like, hey, now I'm on a podcast for forty five minutes, right? (laughs) Like, when you when you change how you think about something or how you believe it, then you act different. Then your energy is different. Then your identity is different. And then your results. Show up differently as well. So that's a big part of it reprogramming and encoding the energy in these thought packages of our minds or these experiences in our minds. Um, And another big part of it is language as well. So we can use language to help people shift. And, um, you know, as a coach, too, most coaches out there only really learn. How to ask powerful questions and how to use powerful stories to help people shift. And that can be really, really powerful. But with neurolinguistic programming, you can actually use language to help people completely reframe and look at a, a situation completely different, have a different perspective, recode their mind, reprogram into the subconscious. So, you know, like we were talking about before, as kids. We're in a state of super learning and we're just taking in everything from like our parents, media, everything like that. And that becomes how we live the rest of our lives. Like whatever was programmed in up to seven years old, that's pretty much programmed for the entire rest of our lives. So if you heard your parents saying like fighting over money, you're going to believe that, you know, it's hard to make money or money creates tension the whole rest of your lives unless you take your power back and you decide, I today decide to reprogram my own subconscious mind. And you can do that with neurolinguistic programming and hypnosis and these energetic tools. You can go into your subconscious mind, release that programming that's not serving you and replace it with programming that is serving you like people love and accept me or it's easy to make money. And then because you believe it, because it's coded in you, your experience becomes that. My
0: gosh, that's so cool and so true and just such an empowering thought that we can create all of this. So I'm just so excited to release this episode. I'm so thankful that you set your time to come on here today and share your wisdom before we go. Could you let everyone know where to find you on social media, website? How can they support you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I've had so much fun on this podcast, I could literally talk to you all day. Um, but yeah, if people want to follow along, I'm on Instagram at Yes Supply, so Y E-S-S-U-P-P-L-Y. And then you can also we put out blogs and lots of really great content on mindset, on manifesting, on business on our website. So you can also find us at yessupply.co.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, Reese. Thank you,